Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. Thank you for joining me today in my prayer room so that we can together unite our thoughts and our minds to improve the quality of life for all around the world and ourselves included. I sometimes look around me and I think, what can I do? And I realize that I don't know. I recognize that every being has free will and the best solutions to life's problems are the solutions we arrive at on our own. I realize that we can lead people to solutions, but what happens when they don't take our lead is we many times find that resentments are created. And I think the resentments come on both sides. Those who are trying to help and wonder why are my efforts failing. And those who who are being helped who think this is not the solution because people want to do it on their own. They want to come up with their own solutions. And I think to me that one of the most giant examples of that is is all of the food we send to Africa and how much of that food is going to feed armies and not children. And what is the solution? Now, I recognize there's some very spirit-based programs out there, you know, teach someone to fish and they can fish for life, and, and I respect that. I do respect it. But I'm wondering... Um, What should we do? And while we're deciding, I'm also recognizing we need to have a strategy, a game plan. We need to look beyond what we think the end result will be and look to all of the possible permutations so that we can develop some sort of alternative reaction to deal with these things so that we're prepared so that we're not blindsided and so that we truly help. And helping open-handed, allowing people to do as they want is very difficult. It causes my stomach to clench to think that food is feeding armies to kill people and engage in genocide. So today we're going to be talking about growing from life toward love which in part involves accepting that life is not this nice, sweet, peaceful walk down a garden path, but instead that things happen within our lives that cause us to look at where we've been, where we're going, and the journey we are taking to get there. Now, I don't have a lot of answers that I can share with you. I can talk with you a little bit about being completely blindsided and being very, very hurt, feeling very attacked, and recovering from that. I I can talk with you about that specific life thing. Um, I can talk with you about surviving things that people can use as an opportunity to explain why they don't reach to be all they can be, because I've experienced those things, but so have all of you. So we can talk about that. I'd be interested in your insights and your thoughts. The call-in number is 646 595 3584. I uh, have a chat room going. I do periodically check into the chat room. Uh, I'm not good at talking. I'm really bad at getting to the phones. I get caught up in us praying and meditating and listening to music. Of course, the sound of my own voice. God bless America. And I, so I miss and I don't see all of the involvement from others. And I I always respond to the chat at the end of the show. 
I do try to answer the telephone. Uh, if we're in the middle of, of uh, a, di- a monologue, me talking, or we're, we're in the middle of a prayer, a meditation, I might hold you off, but I will talk to you. So please, please bear with me. Um, I'm doing this alone, uh, but I'm not alone. I'm all one with all that is. I'm a part of all of you. My heart goes out to you when you have a time of crisis. And uh, I know this above all else. What has kept me going through my life is the knowledge that God is with me at all times. I am never alone. I may be alone in the human concept of not having a human being beside me, but I am never alone. I am always all one with God, and so are each of you. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk a bit about our own lives and the things, the bumps on the road that can cause us to go off to the side. Those of you who listened a couple weeks ago, we talked about Jacob and suffering. It's exactly that kind of thing, the perception. We're going to talk about how long do you want to live in the somebody done me wrong zone? How long do you want to play that album over and over in your head? I had a very dear friend once who told me, turn off the negative tapes. You know, when do you want to stop thinking about that stuff and pull yourself into the present? And we'll talk a little bit about um, the shack. Uh, Once again, the importance of being in the present because growing from life toward love and God really means letting go of the past and moving forward into the future and the present, living in the present, most importantly. It's when you're able to say, okay, God, what what is in this for me? What lesson do I have? Because I don't want to live this way. I don't want to see this anymore. And I can give you some little techniques that work for me to help me move on and let go of pains that I have had in life. Um, But when all is said and done, my friends, we face free will so that we can share and share and share. But if someone wants to stay in the past, to stay entrapped in pain that is present but the source of it, everything has moved on. If they don't want to say, okay, that's the way it was, but that's not the way it is now, you, there's not much you can do. But what we can do in mass together is unite our minds in an effort to let people know that each and every person is okay to look for solutions that are not necessarily solutions that are rubber stamped out of the mold that we live in, but instead are solutions that work for the people who are living them. It takes a long time, a long, long time, but the more we push, the more resistance we may be building. It's not to say we should not try to change. We should. We need to verbalize it. But at what point do we step back and say, what can we do to help you? At what point do we step back and develop a strategy? What happens when this happens in your country? What happens when this happens? Can you help us develop a way around those things? So that we become a more collaborative world rather than an imposing world. I don't know the right way for all people. But if you do, if you think you do, call in. Let's talk about it. Because the one thing I know is I don't know everything either. 
I do not. So right now, what I would like us to do is create our collaboration between us, those of us who are listening now, with God, with love. There's so many different names for God, but they all encapsulate the concept of love. Now, that doesn't mean that the God that you think of is necessarily a very loving being. You may be angry at God because something has happened to you, and and that happens. That happens. But when you can accept that something happened, but look for how you can continue to be the best soul that you can be. Stepping past the bad, allowing the bad to nurture the good in you. Then your journey to home, to God, will be more peaceful. Your journey home to love will be more filled with love for yourself. I once wrote a book called Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You. It's 26 small passages. If you want one, send me an email here on Blog Talk Radio and I'll send you one for free. It's ridiculously expensive. It can cost $10 to put on your iPhone. But the reality is that um, if you have this belief in the value of you, then you will rise up. And that's what my show is about. Reminding you how valuable you are, how much you are loved by love, by God, by whatever name you call it. You are a valuable being. And within you is a hero of kindness and goodness and caring and love. And that even if that hero was hidden in the past, you can use life experiences to have a moment of clarity and to step out to be all you can be. So I invite you first to go to a place, wherever that place might be, that you would like to fill up with your light And with the light of our combined prayers, our consciousness raised together. And today we are raising our consciousness in focusing on the value of each individual. And what better place to start than with each other, with ourselves. So today as we meditate, I want you to Feel the presence of love around you and know that you are loved, that you are valuable, that you are important. No matter what life circumstance is given to you, you have an opportunity to take that circumstance and use it as the springboard to the wonder within you. to that glorious, heroic being that is a part of who you are. And if, as I said, you have not always recognized that being, that's okay. Because when you're not being your highest self, you are giving other people the opportunity to model for you what it looks like to be their highest self. And when two people are shouting at each other, you can be sure no one is listening because you would not shout if you felt you were being heard. So those moments provide you an opportunity to step back and start over 
and there is nothing wrong with starting over fresh. Nothing at all. That is what each moment gives you. So what we're going to do is we're going to meditate together to my my beginning song, Always Be Still Thy Soul by Anil. It reminds us of the power that is within us. And as you go through the process of listening to this song, please, please remember the wound is the place where the light enters you. And today, as you're meditating in this first meditation and you're allowing the light that is within you to exit, to come out and cause you to glow in the wonder of love, to manifest who you are, rather than keeping it hidden and locked inside. No that but for all of the experiences you had, you would not be the beautiful, divine, loving being you are now. Or you will become. So, as you breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, excuse me, I am the product of all that I have lived. And as you breathe out, I am a beautiful soul. I encourage you to breathe as though you're breathing through the soles of your feet so that you can elongate your breath. And it will be easier. And if you can't take a full breath, and most people can't, just sip in, pull in, pull in, pull in. And as you're coming up, Pull up the front of your calves, your thighs, cross over your buttocks, and now you're at your base chakra. And that's where we carry our fear. And so I'd like you to release that fear back into the earth from which it came. So that as you are moving up your spinal cord, going through your chakras, as you are taking your divining rod up to the place where you will join your breath with God's breath. I would like you to begin with fearless breath. So you're cleansing as you're moving forward. You're taking this cleansing energy in sips. So now you've let go of fear and your breath is fearless. When you move into the next chakra, the sacral chakra, as you move into that chakra, Know that that is the zone of creativity and infuse, pull creativity into your fearless breath. Then you will move to the solar plexus, the zone of healing and some say power. The zone of healing. So that as you pull your breath past there, pull in healing energy and come to your heart. Now let your shoulders drop back. Close your heart. Dare to let yourself be known, knowing that no matter what you have lived, now in this moment, you are perfect for having lived it. And this is now your opportunity to reach out and be all that you can be, setting aside your past decisions and embracing a life of love. So your breath now is in fearless, it's creative, it's healing, it's loving. You're going to come up to your voice chakra, your throat chakra. Oh, wow. Don't we cause a lot of pain with our words? Don't we all? We lose sight of the idea that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, with love. And the word was love. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, what a profound statement that our words are our manifestation of love. Oh, I need to work on that. So infuse your words with love. 
Forgive those who have said words to you that caused you pain. And in this moment, in this time, forgive yourself for words you have used. And now, pulling the energy, the fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, kind speaking energy up, come to the zone of manifestation. The third eye, and as you were there, Envision the room and the space around you lighting up with your soul's energy. And know that you can make a difference. And that all of us combined over the hours that this show goes on can make a difference. That we begin changing the very environmental air that people breathe because we are infusing that energy. Fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, infusion of energy out into the world. And we are daring to begin a collaborative process of not needing to be right, but instead soliciting information so that we can develop a plan that sees end results and does not ignore those results and keep doing the same thing over and over again. And then finally, your breath will come up and you will lift up your crown chakra and you will allow your breath to go out and merge with the breath of God, of all that is, and know that you are enough. You are vital. You share your breath with God. And as you feel the great, great energy of that, as you feel your body begin to get lighter and more electrified, reach out your hand and take the hand of God beside you as you know God to be. And as you breathe out, breathe out. I am a beautiful soul, and I make a difference. I ask you to do this holding hands with God, and as you take your next breath, reach out and take the hand of a fellow listener's God so that together you form or we form a circle of life.
make us each one source of light. You are a source of light. As you sit there between God on either side of you, know that you are valuable, that you are important, that you make a difference. And how you choose to react to life circumstances make a difference. What I am talking to you is not contrary to any religion that is around. I may use words that may not be exactly the words that are used within your faith, but the reality is each and every religion is grounded in the concept of love. Each and every religion reminds its members, its followers, this is the day the Lord hath given. Rejoice and be glad in it. That this is the moment that we need to live. Each and every religion recognizes that we are on a journey on this planet. But where things seem to go cattywampus, if that's a word, the word I used as a kid, I learned as a kid, where things seem to go off guard is when we begin judging ourselves and judging other people and we begin being judged by other people and we begin losing sight of our value. And then when we lose sight of our value, we tend to begin playing within our mind the negative tape about how we are worthless. I have a friend, and she's going through a difficult, difficult time right now. And um, it is is very hard because she's looking for answers to the whys. Why did this happen? Why is such and such going on? Why is X, Y, Z occurring? And all of those whys basically entrap her in things that have been said and done over the last several months that are just ugly. And yet, and so she can be sitting by the ocean watching a beautiful wave come in and she will not see the beauty of it because she is trapped in the past. And we all have a tendency to do that. And I personally have developed some ways to get out of those types of experiences when I am trapped and I can't get the negative tapes to turn off. Now, I'll be frank with you. Normally, I'm pretty good at getting the negative tapes to turn off. I I don't know. I I have used the same technique for a long time, but and it's something that I learned actually as an Al-Anon. And, you know, when you're involved in a relationship with someone who's an alcoholic, and if you look, if you blow up my... uh, picture here, you'll see a book up there called Alcoholics Anonymous, and that was, and then you'll see one on Al-Anon, and and we, we read those books, and I'm glad that I read them, because when you're involved in a relationship with someone whose body craves alcohol, alcohol becomes more important to that person than anything else in the world, anything else, including you. And that's a real hard thing to do if you like to think of yourself as their significant other. And then, as so often happens, people who don't turn their backs on that behavior tend to be what are called enablers, so they want to fix it. And so they keep doing things to try to make that person not crave what he craves or she craves. And it becomes a cyclical behavior. And... And pretty soon your mind is trapped in all of the pain of these decisions. And you are losing sight and then you get angry and you get caught where my friend is caught 
in the whys. Well, why is he doing this? If he loves me, why would he say he was going to come and do this and then not show up? Why would he not get on the airplane and not let me know he wasn't coming? So that when I'm standing in the airport for hours waiting for him, I would know that he's safe. You know, why, why, why? Why are these things happening this way? And then I, and so I would be, and then it must be something that was less in me. Instead of allowing his behavior to be his behavior and my behavior to be the person who stood at the airport waiting uh, to be my behavior, which is the right thing to do if you're expecting someone to come into town, I took on his behavior. It was somehow something was lacking in me. So I began judging myself. And I would go through, my mind would get occupied with these thoughts and I was missing out on living my life. And so when I started going to this program and I started hearing that other people had similar experiences and felt the same way and understood what I was experiencing and that it wasn't me. And that really the only being I can be responsible for is myself and my children. I, at that point, at that point, heard a lesson that has attached itself to me. And I can promise you it works for any bad circumstance that involves another person. Now, sometimes there's a different type of drama that goes on in your life, and that is where you accept responsibility or you embrace another person's judgment of you. So those those are two areas of suffering that, that come on that for us who have enough food in our bellies, who have uh, homes to live in, are probably the two genres that we experience. Now, there are other people around the world who don't have enough food, who don't have places to live, who do not have clothing, who do not have the basic fundamental needs of life. And those people, we need to engage in a collaborative relationship with with them where they begin to tell us what they need and how they need it, not we begin to recognize and give it. Because even though there is such generosity of spirit in recognizing and giving food, it it could be that there's something more they need, something different they need, a, a completely different approach. So we need to talk. Collaboration. And now when we look at these two areas that those of us who who live in societies where we are blessed. We have the circumstances where we have been disappointed or another has done things to us. And we need to leave their behavior with them and not take it on and make ourselves negative. And then there's the circumstances where our behavior has been judged by another, which is a very close, familiar part of the other one. And we begin judging ourselves. And we begin reworking over and over and over the negative tapes, how I did this wrong, what could I have said, what should I have done, da-da-da-da-da. It's the negative tapes over here. Well, what is there about me that the person doesn't like? Why would they do this to me? Blah, 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 blah. And the negative tapes just keep going on and on and on. It's this giant tape that can take up every day, every second, every bit of your life till the very end if you choose to let it. Choose is an important word here. When you're dealing what I do, when I am in the situation where someone else is basically, I do the same thing, I guess, kind of on some level, but when I'm being judged unfairly, 
where I allow myself to care what others are saying about me. The way I move to peace in that situation is I imagine that person standing in front of me. Every time I feel their name coming in my mind, because as their name enters my mind, I know I have a choice. I can give myself permission to think about them, or I cannot. It's just a click, and I can feel myself saying, yay or nay. It's like 10 seconds before the thought comes in your mind. You know the thought is coming. So what I do is this. And it works. I promise you, it works. Generally, when you become trapped in the past, when you become trapped in a sad moment, when you become trapped in a moment of being judged, when you become trapped in a moment of someone doing or saying things about you that are unfair and for which you are without ammunition to fix. Because if you engage this person, then in the very act of engaging them, you on some level give validity to what they are saying. And the whole time, your mind is whirling around what is going on. You're immobilized. Why are they saying this? Why are people believing this? Why, why, why? Now, a friend of mine says, take their names and put them facing against the mirror and everything that they were, um, all the negativity that they were sending to you will come back to them. They will experience it. So you can do what my friend says. Or alternatively, you can do what I do. Or you can do both. What I do is I imagine that person standing in front of me. So the minute I feel myself wanting to think about them, to think about how they did me wrong, before the Somebody Done Me Wrong song starts completely, I say, I send to that person every. I want in life for myself. Happiness, peace, joy, security, love, companionship, bright day. Whatever it is that I want for myself and whatever it is that you want for yourself, you send to them. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. The first day you may, because your mind is so, you've given your mind so over to this being, this other person, that the first day you may literally say that every minute of every day, Literally. Every minute you may be, I'm sending Josephine. I'm making that name up. Josephine, if there's a listener out there, this is not you. It's a different Josephine. I'm sending Josephine everything I want in life. And when I finish sending it to her, I'll be moving along. But because I've given her behavior so much control over me, but I can't control her, folks. I can only control me, but I have given her so much power. I will barely have the words out of my mouth, and there she is again. Creeping up through my head where I want to talk about the whys, the what fors, and the hows. And at that point, I say it again. I send Josephine everything I want for myself in life. Now, you notice I must have done this pretty well because it's a litany for me. I know exactly what I want in life. I want peace. 
I want love. I want financial security. I want kindness. I want brightness. I want companionship. As I verbalize those things out, I would like to have a man now and again tell me what to do so that I could argue with him. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I would like to have a, a solid man in my life, one who is secure in himself and dares to say how he feels and doesn't play all sorts of manipulative games. So I say those things out loud. I do. And then at that point in time, I um, let it go. And sure enough, that first day, I'll be doing it again and again. But then the next day, I find that Josephine, once again, if there's a Josephine listening, it's not you. I find that Josephine's name is not coming up as often. So now we're on the first day, I was saying this maybe a hundred times, I swear, on the second day. I'm only saying it 50 times. But I keep doing it because I need to give Josephine back her power and I need to claim mine back too for my mind and my thoughts. And on the third day, I'm thinking about Josephine very seldom, maybe half again. 25%. 25%. less. No. 25% of the total times I thought before. So maybe now I'm thinking about her eight times in the day. And on the fourth day, I may think of Josephine once, and on the fifth day, I don't think of Josephine at all. And if something comes up to remind me of Josephine and how she has harmed me or how I perceive she has harmed me or someone wants to talk about Josephine, I do the same thing. I have someone who would come into my office and it was so difficult because it was um, painful. The person just would say things to me that I I was shocked at. And then I knew that the person would say things to other people, so I tried to adjust my pattern so that what I said back to her, if it was repeated to others, would come out as the person I am. But I could never do that. And so I put in my um, card you know, business card holder, I had a clear one, and on the back side it says, on a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted Amidst the sparks of the flames, I behold only God. And looking at that little statement with this person across my desk reminded me that she too was a part of God. And I began to claim my own power back. Now, I'm not going to say that if you're a fixer and you want to make things good and you don't want to have all this stuff happening in your life, that you're not going to get really down on your knees before you start doing what I just described to you. Sometimes when people attribute things to you that are so far outside your personality... you think somebody's going to say, wait a minute, that's not who Mary is. Hello? doesn't matter that never happens. What matters is that I 
have control only over me. And that really leads into that different thing where I start blaming myself. What could I have done differently? That second type of situation. And when I find myself in those situations, I say, okay, God, what lessons are there in this for me? Something in my power, me. I have control over me. What lessons are there in this for me? Because I do not want to live like this any longer. I cannot have this self-evaluation caught up in the same negative tape the same negative evaluation, but this time it's me. That may have been who I was, but it is not who I am now. So two different sides of suffering that we experience. One, induced by others, And you know what? As you begin to do the exercise that I've described of sending them everything you want for yourself, you begin to see their humanity. It doesn't make their behavior right, but it causes you to recognize what gaping holes they may have within them. Now, I'm not encouraging you to rush in and try to fill those holes because we can only fill holes ourselves. You can't fill somebody else's holes, but you can give someone. You can share with them. You can share a conscious mem, a thought to them that they be given the tools that would enable them to fill those holes within themselves. Peace, love, companionship, joy, security, safety. And the second is when you become your own worst enemy because you've made a mistake, you made a poor choice of words, we all do it, and suddenly your mind is all over it and you can't let it go. And you, you have control over. And you need to limit the lesson, not the effect of the lesson, not the what you learned from it, but instead you need to limit how many times you beat yourself up with a cat of nine tails. And you do that. Or you can do that by saying, Okay, God, I made a poor choice, but I'm willing to let this go now. Can you help me see what lesson I lesson is in this for me because I'm done with it? And then open your hands. Open your hands with the palms facing up and just turn the palms down and turn it over to God who is beside you always. Let it go. And if it starts to creep back up, let it go. You do not need to let any past moment whether it comes from another's behavior that you allow to take over your thinking or it comes from your own behavior that you allow to take over your thinking. You do not need to carry that into this moment with you and miss the beauty of the moment around you. You do not have to be perfect to be worthy. Your journey to peace is a journey with God beside you as you experience things that tell you who you are 
and who you are not. And if you encounter a moment when you realize who you are not, learn from it and let it go. No matter whether you engage or you do not engage. I am um, wanting to share with you a passage from Buddha, and I do have it written on my uh, episode information, and it goes, We are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves. There's a beautiful prayer out there that talks about human suffering, that talks about the idea that we are facing challenges on a daily basis. Sometimes we will succeed in making a difference. Sometimes we will not. Sometimes we will step step off the road of peace in our highest self and will add to the chaos around us. But just because you step off does not mean you have to stay off. You can rise back up, reclaim yourself, remember where you left your peace, and again wrap yourself in it. And the way you accomplish that is you begin to develop a muscle memory, a brain memory, a physical muscle memory of what peace feels like and what chaos feels like. And when you feel chaos pulling you into it and away from your peace, Even if you step off into chaos, once you know how to get to peace, you will be able to reclaim it. Number one, if you're losing your peace because of another person's behavior, send to that person everything you want for yourself in life. Every time you think their name. You are never safe because you have already given up your power to that person. You can give it up again unless you reclaim it and keep it. Which means it's not suddenly safe to start talking about that person. Because that will ignite in you the memories you let it go and you stop thinking about them. And if you do think about them again, at that point in time, you send them everything you want for yourself in life. Do not give yourself away. If you are judging yourself because you have not been perfect in a moment, draw a line, set a boundary, invite God in and say, God, I've had enough of this. Please, let me see the lesson that there is in this moment because I am ready to move on to a new moment. Don't become entrenched in the past. And the prayer, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Let us together spend a few minutes reading, listening to... Hold on, I have it. I'm, I decide my music and then we get to a place where we have burned up the time. And um, let's, let's do farthest shore just a few moments 
as we're working on moving away from the negativity that traps us in the chaos to the beauty of knowing we are enough just as we are and that even if everything that is being said about us were true by others and by ourselves, if all that negativity were true, that was then and this is now. And now it is not true. You know, I'm going to play Be Still Thy Soul because it's a reminder of what the truth is. I will see you all in two weeks. I am off to visit my nieces and nephews next weekend and will go out with Be Still Thy Soul, a reminder that you have a light within you. Thank you. Peace be with you all and namaste. I salute your inner divinity. You are a source of light. Peace be with you until next time. Namaste.